Hi, I'm Mark. Thank you for joining me today on Words of Truth. You know, our world is in all kinds of battles today. Wouldn't you agree? Not only do countries war with one another, we're kind of waiting to see if there will be a war between the Ukraine and Russia right now, aren't we? And sometimes countries war with themselves as in a civil war. But husbands and wives can be at war with one another, and we can have types of battles with government policies. War can disrupt in our families over the will of a loved one who has passed, and we can even we, we can even be at war with ourselves. And, and you know, our tendency is to just shrug these wars off as the natural rhythms of life, and we'll say things to ourselves like, "Well, there has always been war." There will always be war, and we'll excuse skirmishes with our spouses as simply a bad day or a bad attitude, right? You know what I mean. We just think this is the way life is, and we try to accept it and live with it. But I want you to hear what the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 12. Quote, our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. And while you may not feel like there are real people out there to get you in life, and there might be, but the Bible is clear to tell us that mankind's true enemy is spiritual in nature. You see, our enemy is one who wants to see God's creation destroyed, and families torn apart, and minds distracted from truth, lives giving into temptation, and lives ineffective in living for the things that really matter in this world. You see, ultimately, our enemy wishes that death and destruction would reign in our lives rather than the life-saving presence of King Jesus. In John chapter 10 and verse 10, Jesus described our enemy as a thief. And he said, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came so that they would have life and have it abundantly. The apostle Peter had firsthand experience with this enemy, didn't he? He wrote in 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8, Be sober of spirit, be on the alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking somebody to devour. Now, our natural reaction to words like thief, devil, devouring, prowling lions might create a bit of fear in our hearts, right? But nowhere in the Bible are we told to fear our enemy. In fact, the only one we're ever told to fear is God himself. But in regards to the enemy, Peter went on to write, be sober of spirit and be on the alert. Now, when you think of sober, you might be thinking about not being influenced with alcohol or drugs, and that's important for sure, but being of sober spirit is probably just another level above being physically sober. You see, we could be physically sober, but in our hearts or in our spirit, be distracted and hindered and handicapped by a lot of other things like being overly concerned with the things of this world, or by loving things more than loving Jesus, or by worshiping something or someone other than Jesus, or by believing the lies of the enemy and doubting God's goodness, truth, and promises. In all of these ways, we can cease to be sober in spirit. 
Now, in spiritual warfare, I don't ever see God commanding us to be overly focused on the enemy or on his plans and tactics. Uh, Some people spend all their time studying the enemy, don't they? And who he is and what he does, that they don't have any time to spend thinking about God. But you know, the Bible always encourages us to spend time focusing on God's truth and God's plan and God's purposes for our lives and for this world. And we don't need to fear the enemy because 1 John chapter 4 and verse 4 says, Greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. You see, God is greater and more powerful than any of our enemies, and we're to focus our attention on him. Now, as a pastor over the years, I've experienced what you might call spiritual warfare on many Saturday nights. Sometimes I'll have trouble sleeping, or I'll have bad nightmares, or out-of-the-ordinary things happen. And I've concluded that it's because Sunday morning is coming, and there's an enemy who hates to see Jesus worshipped, who hates to see the body of Christ encouraged, and strengthened, and convicted, and functioning. And I believe that our enemy would rather see followers of Jesus fearful, distracted, and frustrated, and tired, and unmotivated to be with God's people on a Sunday. And in order to see that happen, our our enemy can engage any number of tactics in his arsenal. A fight can break out in the home. The car might refuse to start. He can produce a bad dream so that you'll wake up in a bad mood. A disagreement can break out in the car on the way to church. How many times does that happen? The kids can be restless the night before and not get enough sleep. Any and all of those things can and do happen to people. I'm sure that you can relate. And I believe it's because the enemy is at work to keep us from drawing near to God. And although we've been warned to be aware that a spiritual enemy exists, the Bible never commands us to focus all of our attention on him, but rather our biblical response to the enemy is to claim God's truth and promises and to ask him to intervene with his presence and protection and then trust that God is fully capable of handling the enemy. Now, we can also uh, remember that While God is all-knowing and present everywhere, our enemy is not all-knowing and present everywhere. If we'll just surrender to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, then His Spirit lives in us, which means we don't leave any room in our lives for the enemy to live. The only way for the enemy to have access to us is if we give him a foothold in our lives through sin. And then once he gets a foothold, he can continue to burrow into our lives. But when we confess our sins and draw near to God, well, the devil can't have access. You see, unlike God, the devil can't read our mind or know our thoughts because he isn't infinite like God. And it's for that reason that sometimes I'll pray out loud because I want the devil to know that I'm standing on God's truth. And that I'm trusting in Jesus and I'm claiming his promises. And when the enemy comes to tempt me, 
I want him to know that I'm claiming God's word and promises. And so I, I speak out loud and I claim promises like James chapter four and verse seven, submit therefore to God, resist the devil. And I'll say, I resist you devil. And the Bible says, and he will flee from you. And at that very, and at the very name of Jesus, the enemy must flee and will sense the peace of God in our hearts. In many places in the world, demonic activity is blatant out in the open. But, you know, in our Western world, often spiritual activity takes place in much more subtle ways. And that means that many times we can be attacked and not know that we're even being attacked. You see, the devil doesn't really want us to notice that it's him at work. In fact, the Bible says that sometimes he comes as an angel, an angel of light. He'd prefer that we just brush it off as nothing, as some weird, extreme thing that happened. And so although we shouldn't look for the devil behind every rock and every corner, and although we shouldn't be blaming the devil for our own choice to sin, we have to have a healthy awareness that in this world there's a very real battle raging all around us for the hearts and minds and men and women and children of this world, including you. We need to recognize what's going on and be aware that when you're finding when you're finding joy with being with God's people and when you're learning a bunch of new things from God's word and all of a sudden something happens in your life that will make it harder for you to be with God's people or be exposed to God's word well be aware that the devil might be the one hindering you. Or when you're trying to repair a relationship and out of the blue, a new circumstance is presented that would seem to undermine the repair being made. Well, consider that the devil might be at work. Or when you're thinking about sharing Jesus with a friend and every excuse in the world immediately floods into your mind. Well, be alert. Search out some verses from the Bible that you can claim that can help in your particular situation. Why? So that you won't give in to the tactics of the enemy who wants to destroy you and others around you. In Jesus, you'll be able to stand firmly and have life more abundantly. I hope that helps. Thanks for listening. Join me again next week.